it's never been about for most people about what you're eating. It's about your relationship with food, what you use it for and how much you're eating. And so once Jennifer taught us enough for me to make that connection in my brain, then I was like, oh, everyone should do this. We have interestingly unhealthy relationships with food that we often learn from our parents and from society and, and society. Yeah. You have to reinforce a different way of thinking in your head about food. And then you just think differently and then you just don't want to eat as much. And then you lose weight. What if it were possible to achieve your goal weight and stay there permanently without dieting? Welcome to the Stop Dieting Forever podcast, where you will discover the key components that most diets won't tell you because they want you to keep coming back. Not here. This is your last stop on the weight loss struggle bus. I am your host, Jennifer Dent Brown, life and weight loss coach, and I am going to show you how to stop dieting forever. Let's jump into today's episode. All right, we're just over here giggling, laughing about all the things. I have Lorraine Martinez Bellamy here on the podcast and Sabrina Johnson Turner, boot camp besties. Well, first <laughs> of all, they were besties before they joined the boot camp. <laughs> But they were getting ready to tell me how they just had a spa weekend together and my name came up. So I was like, oh, wait, we have to hit record so we can hear. Or I it was hear. actually a winery weekend and your name yeah. came up. Oh, um, even better. Hopefully. I mean, we did have a very luxurious house that seemed like a spa and I did get an in-house massage there. So it qualifies. Nice. Um, Where were you? Give me all the details. We were in Sedona, Arizona, which is wine country and also a portal for all things mystical and magical. <laughs> but we were there for the wine. Okay. I've started planning these things called alternative wellness retreats. And actually, Jennifer, part of me coming to like getting my whole philosophy together about what I'm marketing, exactly what I'm doing, it comes from part of what you taught us about weight loss. And I'll explain that later. But the point is the weekend was from Thursday to Sunday was 11 women all together in one, one big house. We did a wine tour, did a bunch of other things, but we're eating a lot while we're there, right? There's, it's a food center. And what I realized and what I was telling Lorraine was that like, I don't eat nearly as much as I used to. And I realized that like, although the food is good and, you know, I might never be in Sedona again, or, you know, it won't be this exact same thing. I can enjoy it without overindulging. And that's where your name came up. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And we had food, girl, because you guys, if you've been in the boot camp with us, know Sabrina is a foodie. Yeah, Sabrina <laughs> is a foodie. That's how I was like, I need all the details. <laughs> so we had food. Like she stocked and stacked that house with all of the delicious things and all of the delicious wine and beverages. And yet, here we are. I love yeah. the idea. Alternative wellness weekend, get together with your girlfriends doing the things that girls like to do. Mm -hmm. I love it. Absolutely. Yeah. My thought was that a lot of people approach wellness the way they approach weight loss, which is thinking like there are certain things that people associate with a wellness practice, right? Usually my go-to is crapping all over yoga. I'm not a big <laughs> yoga fan. I'm not, I just don't like it. Okay. It's not me. Okay. But people start with yoga and like green juice and like putting your phone away, you know, removing yourself from society. But like 
if you're not the kind of person who those things bring you joy, that's not going to be a good wellness practice for you. So instead of creating like a cookie cutter wellness retreat, I decided to figure out what things brought specifically me in this case, right. But brought me joy and made me feel like relaxed and well and my best self. And honestly, it was laughter and wine and food and scenery and the company of good people. So like I put all those things together and I think I did a pretty good job. It was my first one. I'm used to planning like giant booze filled vacations for 20 something. So I'm shifting in my, my second act of life, if you will, to planning things that are more focused on not coming out with a hangover, just coming out, feeling good about yourself. Good. Yeah. yeah. I love that connection, human beings, all the things that you love bringing everything together under one roof. I love it. I'm going to be borrowing that idea. Yeah. And I love laughter because we did laugh a lot during this last boot camp. So let me just set the scene and why you guys are here. <laughs> Lorraine is no stranger to the podcast. She's been on the podcast before and she shared all about her weight loss journey. And I think at that point you had lost, I think 12 pounds when we discussed yeah. it. So go listen to Lorraine's interview to hear how she is the queen of setting intentions and being very intentional about how she wants to experience things. I'm so curious to know, did you set the intention before you went on the alternative wellness weekend? And then we have Sabrina, who is new to the Lux Life community, newer. She is Lorraine's best friend. And it was interesting in this last round, we had a group of women who were like, oh, I brought my bestie. I brought my best friend to the boot camp." And I love that. I'm like, why keep what you're doing a secret? Share the wealth, share the knowledge, share the transformation. So Lorraine invited Sabrina. And you guys want to just talk how you all met, how you know each other. I love your relationship. I love watching you guys go back and forth. So I was like, oh, we're going to do a boot camp besties podcast. We're like so the same and so different. It's really funny. There's four of us. There's four of us who are best friends from law school. And to put us, I think that Desiree and Melissa make us make sense, kind of, but the two of us make sense together too. We met long ago when Lorraine had a short, dark bob (laughs) in 2007 when we started law school. So for those of you who can't see Lorraine, Lorraine has long, blonde-ish hair now. So short, dark bob was a while ago, huh? Yeah, many moons ago. Like I said, there's four of us and we just emerged from our second year of law school and into our third year of law school deciding that we'd be friends forever. And we're a decade into it and I see no signs of slowing down. We live in four different states, have four different careers in the legal field, but send each other our Wordle scores every day. <laughs> Wordle? Wordle. Oh, <laughs> yeah. My mom plays Wordle. I'm like, I can't get involved. <laughs> I don't need another thing to distract me on my phone. <laughs> my mom and my brother play it. Okay. So Lorraine has been in the community. She's been a private client. She's now in the program, Stop Dieting Forever program. And she decided to invite Sabrina. So Sabrina, tell us how Lorraine invited you and how you, why you decided to join. I can say that this is not the first time that she and I have tried a weight loss method together. It maybe is the second or third time we've tried this. I mean, in a decade of adult woman friendship, so it makes sense that 
we've been through a couple fad diets here and there, a couple spreadsheets that somebody created and like emailed out to a group, you know, a couple get ready for somebody's wedding or somebody's vacation together. So I figured if she was doing this, then it would be something that would work for me too. And I always say this and Jennifer, this is what you yell at you, not yell at me because you don't yell at all, but um, it just comes across as yelling in your head. That's it does. I'm not super emotional and I'm not very woo woo, but Lorraine is more woo woo than me. And I was worried and she can tell you, I was worried that it would be too, like too much in, in your head, but it was very in your head, but in a practical way that me as an engineer and attorney and a little bit of a stand-up comic cynic can get with. And that was what was important to me. And now I'd be telling my mom, I tell my other friend about this. I'm like, listen, Jennifer says, and they're like, if you could just stop, that'd be great. But I'm like, no, you guys need to, you need to undiet your brain. We have these things. Yeah. But that's how all the people. Yeah. I figured if Lorraine was doing it, it was something worthwhile because she doesn't do stuff that isn't good most of the time. And also then she started losing weight. And I was like, well, now I definitely have to try it. Meanwhile, I knew she would fit in perfectly because Jennifer is nothing if not practical. And she will 100% understand where you were coming from about the feelings. And the community is just a bunch of boss bitches. Like the amount of times we have to say doctor on our calls (laughs) is so funny. One of my other friends who's in the program, when she first joined, she's like, is this like a inside joke or are all these people actually doctors? And I'm like, no, these people are all actually doctors. So shout out to the SDF community for having just an amazing bunch of high achieving, successful women of color where we have to be like, who are you referring to when you're talking about doctor? Mm-hmm. I like to give props where props are needed and necessary and required. That's right. I forgot. You also brought Erin along. Shout out to Erin as well. We should have had her on the podcast. I love her. Yeah, we love Erin. Hey, Erin. Hi, Erin. Okay, so tell me, Sabrina, was your first time going through the boot camp? First time you started the process of undieting your brain? And it's new, right? Some people come to the boot camp and you're used to losing weight in a very specific way with restriction and deprivation. And you come to the boot camp and I'm like, okay, you get to create your own food plan. Like you get to create this and we get to talk about feelings and it's a little bit different. Some people struggle with that in the beginning. And I love that you said that you're very logical, you're very practical. Lorraine is the opposite of you. So tell me how Lorraine supported you in the understanding of what was happening. I don't want to give away all of her life secrets, but she is actually very logical and practical. It's interesting that she can do be as logical and as practical as she is, but also get into the woo-woo stuff and be like holistic about it too. Like, It blows my mind, her dichotomy with that. So she's very good for answering my questions where I'm like, basically like, is this shit for real? And she's like, yes. And here's why I was like, well, why? I remember one question I asked her in a side chat, of course, was like, there was a woman that you said you had to kick out of, out of the group. And of course I'm messy. And I wanted to know why I was like, who was it and why? And I don't know that I know who it was. It doesn't matter, but 
Lorraine's we're not going to put all our dirty laundry in the street. Well, no, no, no. But Lorraine's answer was it was because this woman had tried a bunch of times with this and she wasn't ready to do the things you need to do to change it. But then she was coming for Jennifer. And my answer was like, don't do that. That doesn't make any sense. Like either do the program, work on changing yourself or like, don't like, why are you here being? Yeah. So she gave me the practical answer that I needed for the question of like, oh, is this mess? Is this for real or is this mess? And she was like, no, here's what happened. And I was like, it's less salacious than I wanted, but okay. I'm sorry. Sorry, it wasn't dramatic enough for you. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy it wasn't dramatic enough for me because it just reinforced the the thing. That's what I was going to say. It reinforced for both of us, right? Like who you have to be or be willing to be in order to absorb similar information in a completely different way than you've processed it before and have kind of like the courage to try something that your practical, logical diet mindset mind is telling you, there's no way this is going to work. So in the first week of the boot camp, now that I've gone through a few of them, you can sense that there's this underlying question of like, where's the meal plan? And how do I create my meal plan? And it's like, nobody wants to come out and say it, but everyone's kind of the new people are thinking it. And then there's those of us that are vets that are like, did anybody tell you Jennifer's never giving you a meal plan? And then like everyone's mind explodes for like a few days. Mm-hmm. And then Jennifer walks you through like how you're going to do life, not having a set meal plan that another human created for you. Yeah. And then you're like looking around the room, like, is this a joke? What's happening here? And then you create your own meal plan and you lose weight and you're like, oh, how did this happen? So I had to figure out how that worked. And the answer is it's never been about, for most people, about what you're eating. It's about your relationship with food, what you use it for and how much you're eating. And so once Jennifer taught us enough for me to make that connection in my brain, then I was like, oh, everyone should do this. Like Mm -hmm. everyone should do it. It's me as a non in my head, most of the time person that that made sense. Like I need to eat less, but I don't need to punish myself when I don't eat less. And it's not less of everything. And it's not like a magic smoothie or a cleanse or a powder or something's going to fix it. It literally is. We have interestingly unhealthy relationships with food that we often learn from our parents and from society and society. Yeah. In the same way you have to go around, we've spent years saying like black girl magic and all these kind of things. It's the similar thing. You have to reinforce a different way of thinking in your head about food. And then you just think differently and then you just don't want to eat as much. And then you lose weight. Mm -hmm. And it seems very simple when you explain it in that way, but the grasping of that is difficult. And it's so funny, like on the first couple of coaching calls, the new people's faces it's just kind of like blank until they get it. And that's why I love the integration of the bootcamp alums. So those of you who are, who've done multiple bootcamps, those of you who are in the Stop Dieting Forever program to come in and like, I'm like, look guys, share your experiences. Remember when you were sitting in that spot and you were like, what's about to happen right now? Explain to the new people what's happening and just give them a little pat on the back, a little virtual hug, let them know it's going to be okay. And that's why we have that motto of trust the process in the very beginning, because it can be unsettling for some people. 
And other people just dive right in. They're like, oh, I'm completely open. I've done everything. I know what I've done before doesn't work. Like, what is this thing? I hear all these testimonials. Like, let's just do it. And other people just come in. I love the having Sabrina and Dr. Candice. Yes on the calls because they were just so willing to say and ask what everybody else was thinking. And you could tell as soon as they asked it, people were like oh. tuning in, right? Like <laughs> leaning in. Like, so I had a question too. Yeah. It's so nice to have people like them on the call to just ask the obvious, which is what everybody else is thinking and make it okay to have an open dialogue as we're untangling you know, our dieters mindset, which is a slightly different flavor for everyone. But I do think that Sabrina and Candice made it such a open forum to like, say what you're thinking. Yeah, I love that too. And I'm glad you brought that up, Lorraine. We have all different personality types in the bootcamp. We have all different types of people that learn in different ways. So I have people who join the bootcamp, never come live to a call, never join the Facebook group, never interact. You forget that they're even part of the bootcamp. And then I'll get an email saying, oh, I lost all this weight. Or this is the wonderful things that have happened to me. And I'm like, that is amazing. It's fantastic. I love it. And I try to highlight them on the podcast when we do stop and celebrate. And then we have other people like you guys come to all the calls I love the fact that we would always watch what Sabrina's cooking (laughs) during the calls, sipping her wine. It was fine, right? And the people who like have those questions and aren't aren't afraid to ask them, because at one point, I think it was Dr. Candace was like, I'm not going to keep asking questions. I want other people to ask questions. I was like, no, ask the question. If you have it, please ask it. Sabrina was always like, I have a question. Ask the question because other people have the same question. So you're just speaking up for the people who are just silent and watching the replays. It's a wonderful thing. Well, also part of my boldness is that I did have a best friend in there. I knew that if nothing else, Lorraine was going to like support whatever it was I said, even if it might've been nonsensical, she's going to be like, yes, girl. So I do recommend, there's one email that you sent out like promotionally. That's like, uh, once you sign up for bootcamp, it's like, do you have someone else you want to go through this with? And I would recommend that anyone who's considering doing it, if you have a friend that you've been in the throes of this weight loss game with for a decade or more, you know, give it a try together. That way, if you're uncomfortable asking questions, you can either side chat your friend and that that outgoing friend will ask the question for you, or you can feel empowered that at least one person will be like, I understand you, girl. We were right there all together. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about how your relationship with food has changed. So just talk a little bit about where you were and then now what is your relationship with food? So I was thinking about this recently because in June or in July, it'll be a year since I started working with Jennifer. So it's sinking in that this is how we do life and how we do weight loss And my experience in the beginning months was very much like, what kind of witchcraft is this? Even though I am a coach, you know, (laughs) I am a life coach. So I understand that your thoughts create your results, but still when it's a new frontier in your life that you haven't for some reason thought of applying 
coaching to, which is the reason that I think having specialties is so amazing amongst our coaching community. And when I found Jennifer, I was just like, she gets my brain. I can tell just by binging her podcast, we have very similar ways of, you know, just thinking and rationalizing and justifying and doing all of the things. And when I jumped in, I lost weight pretty quickly for me. I think I lost like four pounds in like the first couple of weeks. And I was like, I've done nothing different in my life other than like write down my thoughts about food and spend time tuning into when I was stressed, what was I craving and things like that. And then it slowed down a little bit. And I've thought about you recently, Jennifer, because I've kind of been at a standstill for a couple months. But even then, it's such a different relationship with my body and with my mind and dieting in general. Like I know when I have the desire and like maybe just the extra brain capacity to really focus on a weight loss goal, I have all of the tools that I need to do it. And I have the tools to do it in a way that's that weight's not going to come back on. So even though I haven't lost any additional weight, my weight has stayed the same, despite many life circumstances and lots of travel as the world opens up again, you know, lots of like unpredictable things. I've still created such good habits that even for our weekend in Sedona, usually I decide how long I'm going to fast. And on vacation, I don't usually do my long fast. I just do like 12 hours, meaning I just skip breakfast and have a meal later on in the day. But for this trip, I did, I set intentions, but one of them wasn't fasting. I was just like, I'm going to just eat like how I normally eat. And I'm not going to be thinking about, did I meet my fast for the day or whatever? And so that made me really excited because I have set intentions for fasting in my previous vacations. And that's something that, you know, Jennifer always says, it's not required. If it fits your lifestyle and you like how it makes you feel, do it. If not, do whatever feels good and works for you. And this vacation, I just didn't even think about it. I just ate when I was hungry and I stopped eating when I wasn't hungry anymore. And that's how you normally eat now right? That's your new normal. Yep. So I want to point out to the world that even though you say your weight is at a standstill, Mm -hmm. right? Versus you going back to your old ways of thinking and regaining the weight because you don't know how to manage these new life circumstances, right? This is what I call the magic in the middle, like learning how to change your relationship with food, change your habits, change the way that you eat. Your normal eating now is like, oh, I eat when I'm hungry and I stop when I'm full, period. That's it. (laughs) Like mind blowing. (laughs) But you have the ability to do that now. Whereas before you didn't have the emotional intelligence to do it. You didn't have the emotional courage to be able to do that. And it was like, okay, vacation. We just going to eat all the things for the whole entire time. Ooh, Sabrina and, and I have been on many eat all the things vacation. Yeah, so have I, right? With my friends. And so now it's I can see your growth because you've been on the podcast. You've talked about your experience losing weight on vacation previously. And now you're like, I can just go on vacation and eat quote unquote normally. And I love that. Yeah, I love that. And, and also now, drink normally. 
and drink drink normally. Because remember, <laughs> for my early vacations, it was the intention. Why is we Sabrina don't do hiding her face? <laughs> One of my intentions from the vacation episode was just there's no hangovers on vacation. And I have kept that. But in the first couple of vacations, like I had to watch how much I was drinking because I wasn't really sure, you know, how many glasses of wine leads to hangover. And now it's like, I know that I can have four glasses of wine in an evening and I'm good the next day. Should I want to like teeter on beyond that? I might have a hangover the next day. So I wrote down like, yeah. And it was fine. There was never even a point where I was like, oh, I really want another glass of wine, Mm -hmm. but I'm, I've already had four. Like I was just, I'm good. Yeah. That's the difference between like being in phase one of like learning the process and being more aware of how your body reacts to different things, you know, two shots of tequila and four glasses of wine versus four glasses of wine. And then being in the lose phase where you are now in phase two, where it's like, okay, I know what happens if I have anything more than four. I have to tell you, four, I'm like, ooh, four. Because <laughs> you're like beyond. You're in the years beyond. Yeah, but I, my body just can't tolerate that anymore. Before, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, four glasses of wine, of course. Now I don't I'm know like, if you mentioned this during boot camp, Jennifer, but um, Sabrina, Jennifer was like happy hour queen. That was the, one of the other things that like really spoke to me when I first found her. And I'm like, I've never heard a weight loss coach say they were the happy hour queen. And I feel like that is the people I want to be with. I want to be the, <laughs> be with people that understand yeah. that there was a time in your life where happy hour made you so excited and happy, like wine, cocktails, snacks, and all that. And I do think that that's what sets you apart is just like how relatable and just real you are about like, just because I'm now the expert that's teaching doesn't mean that I don't understand what it means to like turn down a cocktail, oh, yeah. a happy hour. Yeah. It was at a point I was like, can I make a career out of happy hour? Like, how can this really work for me? I did that. I couldn't make a living doing it. I, I wouldn't want to, but I'd started um, a networking group for young black professionals in the city of Baltimore. Probably Me started too. it I did almost it really. like eight years ago. Yeah. And yeah. so I was guys literally there? every month I uh, was planning a happy hour. And then there was all the get togethers in between, but those were some um, bomb events too. They were, and they still are. And there's a way I can, well, first of all, I retired from planning them because I'm no, the young in BYP, it stands for Baltimore Young Professionals. So the why I'm pushing on the why. And also I feel like it's for people who were me eight years ago, you know, mm-hmm. but um, you can still enjoy it. I just don't have to go every single time. I don't have to stay till the, the end of the night, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So Sabrina, you're, let me see. We did this last boot camp. I guess we're like three weeks out since we finished sure. it. Yeah. How have things changed for you? I can honestly say that the biggest feeling that I have is kind of like relief. And this program has given me relief and freedom. So it's freed me from all of the counting that I've been doing my entire adult life, like whether it's calories or carbs or macros or meals or workouts or whatever. I've just always been counting or pounds. I've been counting, you know, it's a lot of subtraction and addition. And despite having a degree in mathematics, arithmetic is below me. My mathematics is more complicated than that at this point. 
But I was just tired of counting. And when I got pregnant and stopped, literally cold turkey, stopped counting everything, it was so reassuring. And like, while you're pregnant, you don't have to. (laughs) They just tell you to keep eating. Then I gained 35 pounds while pregnant, which is right in the normal range-ish. And so like, that was fine. But when I was done being pregnant, that's such a weird way to say it. When I gave birth and had my child. (laughs) Well, it's true. You were done being pregnant. (laughs) I sure was. Pregnancy phase was over. (laughs) When I was done, I had to realize that, you know, I wasn't growing another life inside of me and I had to be more mindful of what I was eating, but I did not want to go back to counting. I don't want to count a macro. I don't really want to know what a macro is anymore. And this program helped me find another way to lose and or maintain any sort of weight loss that I get. And then it also gave me the the relief and freedom to not judge myself based on any sort of pitfalls I might make. If I like don't follow my eating window or if it doesn't feel comfortable for me that day. I was talking to my mom about it today. I was like, well, Jennifer says, and she's like, who is Jennifer? Thinking it's like a friend of mine she's met. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> she hey, is my weight loss coach. <laughs> um, but I was saying that like, I was trying to talk to her about like the fasting and for me and how it feels natural now. And it makes sense. And I don't feel deprived or whatever. And instead of being like, my mom said, one of her friends told her, Evelyn, if you get hungry at night, just go to bed. And I was like, no, that's not the answer. I mean, probably go to bed, but the answer is figure out why you're hungry first and figure out if you're really hungry or if like you're using food in place of something, or if you're just eating because it's a certain time and you think you're supposed to eat. So like, I'm literally parroting back everything you say, but it's freedom. It's relief. I like the idea of giving me the new idea that all of the numbers are just data and that food is neutral. And so those are the things that I think have given me literally and figuratively, I suppose figuratively it's taken a weight off my shoulders, but literally it's probably taken it from someplace closer to my hips. But I feel like it's an exhale. It's a big exhale to know. And like you say, I know how to lose weight quickly. Like if I wanted to drop 20 pounds in the next six months, I definitely could, or 40 or however many I could, but those habits are not sustainable long-term. And I'd have to go back to the counting that I've sworn never to do again. And I don't want to do that. So it's worked for me and changed me in all those ways. And I did delete carb manager off my phone. Oh, wow. That's amazing. (laughs) That means no more counting for real, for real. I don't want to count anymore. The membership renews every year. I canceled my renewal. So I still have it because I paid for it for this year already. But if anyone wants a carb manager. manager. (laughs) I want to just highlight two things that you said. Two emotions that you said. You now No, no emotions. It came out of your mouth. I want you to listen to this recording (laughs) so you can hear it. But you said you're experiencing this is freedom and relief for you. That is major. Yeah. What? weight loss diet program gives you freedom to eat whatever you want and relief from being able to do that, knowing that you're not going to gain weight from doing that. That's amazing. None of them. None of them. So good. Thank you for pointing that out. Emotions. Nope. I don't believe you. Those are not emotions. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) you are experiencing freedom and relief. It's so good. So you did mention that you were pregnant. I was. Yeah. And both of you are moms of young, cutest little boys. Talk to the other moms out there who have young, tender children. 
and how it is with just being mom and now losing weight in this way with the Stop Dieting Forever process? Well, I can say that, so my son is 14, almost 15 months old at this point. And I can say that I've changed or I've been very intentional about the language I use with him around food. If I'm being honest, he's not a girl child. So I don't know that his issues will be the same as mine were, but I don't want to give him any sort of issue. So I'm intentional about how I talk to him about foods and about eating, even though he does not care. All he wants to do is grab the food out of my hand and he'll put it in his mouth or on the floor. So I don't know that matters too much. It does. <laughs> Give me an example. Like, what are some of the things that you're doing? Instead of saying like, oh, that's so much you're eating. I'm saying like, oh, do you want more or do you want less or do you want this? Like kind of having him talking to him about the food or being like focusing more on the counting and the colors and the things that are important for development instead of like saying, oh, that was a big meal for such a little boy or something like that. Like that doesn't matter. Who cares? He could eat a ton, eat nothing, like it's fine. So basically that and making sure that I don't get in the habit of being like, oh, you're gonna have to work this off later or whatever. And have to go to the playground, you have to work this off. I don't, I don't want any of that to get into his brain at all. I love yeah. that. It's so good, Sabrina. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up. What about you, Lorraine? Related to what Sabrina was just saying, like, I just have no desire to force my child to eat any type of food. Like I give him a variety of food. And some days he can eat, like yesterday, I gave him chili and rice. And you would have thought I was like the most amazing human in the world. Like he was just so blown away with how delicious it was. It had veggies in it, had meat, had right. Like he just loved it. Had three little bowls of it. And I'm like, okay, you really like this. You want more. And then there's some days that he's just like not feeling any of the food. And I just trust that his appetite in his little being, he can make decisions about when he's hungry and when he's not. And well, here's um, the thing though, Lorraine, mm-hmm. at that age, because he's how old? How old is Chase? He'll be two in a couple of weeks, in a few okay. weeks. So he's not making conscious decisions about his food. He's right. naturally following his body's hunger cues. Mm-hmm. His apostat is working perfectly. Yep. And I don't want to mess with it. Yeah. I don't want to break him. I don't want to break Chasey or Atlas the way that mm-hmm. I don't want to say I'm broken, but I don't want this for them. I would rather them not have to hire Jennifer in their <laughs> later in their lives. Because I'm still going to be coaching, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you sure are. The way you're aging, you'll be there for them <laughs> if they need you. Yeah. So even just watching him eat and like realizing how I'm parenting him through whatever he wants to eat. And I can take a lot of that for myself too, you know, like instead of remembering how, although I wasn't forced to eat things I didn't like, cause I had like a really fun mom who will still make like five different meals for people. That is not me, but she'd be like, you don't like that. Okay, cool. I have something else problematic in other ways, <laughs> which Jennifer has coached me on. It's like, there's always plentiful food at my mom's house, whether you think you're hungry or not, she says you're hungry. So just being able to like notice that in my parenting that it's like, okay, cool. You're not hungry. Like I can trust that when you're hungry, you will let me know. Mm-hmm. And if we're all asleep by then, well, then we're all asleep by yeah, then. I always just hope it's not the middle of the night that he right. lets me into his appetite. All of a sudden his appetite you know, is like, wait, we're hungry. Right. He prioritizes oh. his sleep much better than I do. So he'll be like, oh, I'm hungry. Oh, I'm asleep. 
I'm so glad you guys brought this up because most recently I've been getting messages from people asking me, do I teach what I teach to young girls? And I don't. It's just some like I'm practicing constraint, but I do see that there is a need out there. But my question always is back to the person who's messaging me is, have you thought about what you're modeling to your child? And not in like a rude, like, what are you doing type of way? But it's just, are you aware of what you're saying, what you're doing, what your relationship is with food and how that is being seen by your child? So I was like, you can always join the boot camp and learn the process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Sabrina. I was going to say, no, I was saying message. A lot of what we get is from our parents. And I'm glad I didn't grow up in the Instagram generation for a lot of reasons. Yeah. A lot of them. But we still had magazines, right? I remember looking at Jet yeah. Beauty of the Week and like I am. that was a gold standard of beauty. I had Cosmo, right? I remember sneaking Cosmopolitan magazines when I was younger. So we were still getting that message of what beauty, in quotes, was and what healthy was. And it looked nothing like me (laughs) at all. And knowing the behind the scenes things we know now, the vast majority of people pictured in magazines and on your Instagram feed are not doing the mental work behind it. They have other work to get to a size that you don't need to filter. Jennifer, I was also going to add, because this is something that you and I worked on a lot, was just like emotional regulation as a mom. I've realized that I'm just easily overstimulated. So when Chase was going through the period of like learning to walk, getting into every single thing in the house, that was when I had started working with Jennifer. And I had to learn how to pause and feel my feelings and regulate them without wanting to snack because, you know, the parts of motherhood can be anxiety producing, especially if you like things a particular way and you're learning that toddlers don't care about your feelings or how you like things. And you're trying to process that. And I would find myself, you know, he wasn't exactly having a witching hour, I wouldn't say, but I definitely had a witching snack hour from like 6 to 7.30 p.m. where I was just like, okay, this is what we're doing. Touching everything, knocking everything over. And I would just be like either at the counter or on the couch, like munching on popcorn or eating a cracker because it's always something salty and crunchy because I was feeling anxious. And And it's always out, right? Yeah, and it's always out because probably your baby was just snacking on it. And there's some leftovers there. Yeah. And... I don't think that I would have had the awareness of without our coaching, like the awareness of this is what's happening. I was just like, I want a snack. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so and that's being the primary thought. That. And you're like, of course I want a snack. And so you don't even think about what's driving the thought of I want a snack. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. Go ahead. I remember you telling me is like, you know, Chase's job is to be a toddler and explore things. And you told me, like I had told you that I had a parenting philosophy that I wanted him to be curious. I didn't want anything to be like, you can't touch that unless it was unsafe. Like I wanted him to explore and to learn things on his own. And I remember when you pointed out, like 
why are you torturing yourself about the mess in the house when you just told me that you want him to be able to explore, that you encourage that, then you're making that a problem and then that's making you want a snack when it's just you forgot that you said you wanted to do was to let him make a mess. (laughs) And be a toddler. Right. (laughs) So it's like, you got to really want what you say you want. And I'm just here to remind you of what you said you really wanted. I love the fact that you just brought that whole conversation up about emotional regulation as a mom. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's like a whole, we could probably do a whole podcast. Maybe I have Dr. Jade come on and talk about that. And I know in the group, in the Stop Dieting Forever group, you all have had many conversations, you moms, Mm -hmm. about emotional regulation, how to deal with young kids and still not use food to cope with the stresses of being a mom. So yeah, I'm even thinking about our members that are teachers when they went back. Oh yeah. We have a couple of teachers too. Yep. That also had to deal with like, how do they regulate their emotions when they're dealing with kids that are unpredictable every single day? Like the death jumper, whenever. One of the members talked about in her class, she had a child is like jumped off the desk. And I was like, oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah. And it's so nice to have a community of people that get it. And it really does make sense. And I think that this is what you helped me like ground into that. It's okay to have compassion for yourself and to be like, it makes sense that you want to snack through this process. But there's also another scenario where you just regulate yourself, however that looks like, and you acknowledge that this is how you're feeling and you don't snack because of the emotion. And there will be days when you do, even if you tried not to, Mm -hmm. and it's all good and nothing has gone wrong and you can still intend to tap into how you're feeling and decide after tapping into how you're feeling if you want to do it or not. Yeah, it's so good. Nothing has gone wrong, moms. It's okay. And if you feel like you're the only person using food to cope, just know that you are not. So is there any last things that either one of you want to share maybe to the person who's like thinking about joining the boot camp or maybe to the return boot camper who hasn't told anyone what they're doing and maybe you're like want to encourage them to bring a best friend along, what would you say? What are your thoughts? What do you want to offer them? You can waste $250 in a weekend doing something that's much less productive for your mental and physical health. And honestly, that's like three Amazon runs or like two target runs or something like that. And not for everybody, right? Like not everyone's financial situation is the same, but if nothing else, And if you're toying, you're teetering on the edge, convince another friend to do it with you and just try it. Worst case scenario, honestly, is you get kicked out of the Facebook group for being disrespectful and then you still go on living your life and you're fine and you might have learned something along the way. You still have all the tools and the worksheets, right? Yeah. Even if you get kicked out, you still have the work. (laughs) The worksheets alone, my workbooks are fire and they're worth it. No, but seriously, it's something that Jennifer said, and a lot of people have said, like, think about how much money you've spent over the years trying everything else. Like this is no different except for the fact that this will probably work because it addresses the root cause instead of trying to like fix the symptoms instead of the disease. Mm -hmm. I love it. And I would say what I heard 
your clients say, when I was binging your podcast, and then I was like, okay, I need to work with her, which is, I remember her saying, and I remember me thinking, this is exactly what I'm thinking. There has to be a way for me to lose weight because of whatever reason you want to lose weight for without having to be miserable. And understanding that in certain seasons of life, certain things work because of whatever motivation, whatever thoughts you're having about it at the time. And there will come another season of life. For many of us, it's motherhood where it's like, I don't have the time or mental energy to count a macro or a carb or whatever. And even when I do, that's not what I want to spend my time doing. And another thing that was also that really like motivated me is like, I don't ever want to be out with my family or on vacation and like thinking about whether I should have ice cream or not. Or like, because I've put myself into this box where if I have this random food, I'm going to gain a pound or two or whatever. I never want to like miss being present with my family and with my children because I'm thinking about how much weight I'm going to gain on vacation or whatever, because the time goes by so fast. Like it flashes by and it's the only thing I'm emotional about motherhood. having Sabrina because Sabrina is actually very emotional about all of the motherhood parts. <laughs> and it's like, we both love our baby, but she like, I'm obsessed with him. She, she's not a softie about anything except that baby. That's the emotional side. So Sabrina yeah. does do emotions, huh? She's a softie. Only, with her only baby. the package of that tiny human. That's it. That's it. And I only expand your emotional capacity. It's okay. And I only get tearful when I think about how fast they're growing. And how every moment really is important and you're modeling the behavior one. And also like, I just want to remember, I never want one of my memories to be like what I wasn't eating on vacation. So I remember when I was deciding whether to work with you, I'm like, there has to be another way. And that's exactly what Jennifer says. And her marketing is like, have you been asking yourself? (laughs) There has to be another way. What is this other way? And this is it. Mm-hmm. I love it. All right. I'm just going to end right there. That was like perfect. <laughs> I have other things I can say, but I think that That's was just a beautiful good. thing, a beautiful way to end. So, so did people want to find you? They're like, let me look at this Lorraine person and let me see this Sabrina person. Let me see these attorneys. Like, We're both super social, by the way. So if you like roll into our DMs with questions. We will absolutely answer it. Am I following you on Instagram? I don't think I am yet. Yeah. No, no. Tell them right now. I'm already done. You can find me on Instagram at SJT. Those are my initials, Sabrina Johnson Turner, SJT Lifestyle. I am an attorney by day. And then literally my line name is Renaissance Pink. So I do a little bit of everything. Right now, my current side passion is the trip planning, like we were talking about, alternative wellness a concept that I'm pretty sure I created. Thanks to me. Yeah, but I also- I'll give you credit when I borrow it. (laughs) (laughs) It can go off. But I also teach group fitness. I like to cook. I was keto for a while. I have a baby. So all of those. And and one day I'll get my life together to do a set of stand-up. That's another dream of mine. So that would be awesome. Sabrina. All of that. Hopefully she was laughing during the coaching calls. We cried, but we also laughed as well. (laughs) I have a podcast. I just haven't recorded in like two years. But anyways, yeah, all that's what you'll get when you get to my Instagram. Lots of memes, lots of them. (laughs) I love it. I'm going to go follow you right now. 
Please do. <laughs> Lorraine. And I am at lowly love, L-O-L-Y underscore love on Instagram. And I'm a life and business coach for multi-passionate women looking to build a business alongside their nine to five. I'm still a practicing attorney. I'm based in Boston and my son will be two very, very soon. And yeah, that's where I hang out. Love it. Y'all are the best. First interview with the bootcamp besties. Yeah. Come join us. Yeah. Thank you guys so much for joining the podcast and I'll see y'all in the next episode. Hey, 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 before you go, I have one more thing for you. If you like today's episode and want to learn more about the Stop Dieting Forever lifestyle, I have a free weight loss guide for you at jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever. In it, you'll discover the four things you must try before you give up on your weight loss goal. Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever to request your free copy. What do you have to lose but some weight? Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever right now. Don't put it off until later. Decide your health is worth the time now. Go to jenniferdent.com forward slash stop dieting forever to discover what you can do to really stop dieting forever.